So normally this is the most exciting time uh, when we're on Freedom Tour. It's usually this third segment because we have a cast of characters that usually come for this segment. And you know, sometimes it's the investigative journalist, Lee Smith, who is one of the best investigative journalists out there, the few that wrote about the Russia hoax uh, and how the Democrats spied on the Republicans and the Trump campaign and corrupted our intelligence agencies. Sometimes it's Cash Patel, who was our lead investigator. But then we also have Amanda Milius, uh, who did the film Plot Against the President. She was a producer. Uh, she left the Trump administration. Uh, and she's got a tremendous pedigree. Uh, her father was one of the few conservative producers in Hollywood. Uh, very famous, uh, very famous. Maybe she'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, Trent, you, you like Amanda too, right? I do like Amanda. And her father, by the way, tied something to October. And here we are in October. Yeah. Hunt for the Red October. There you go. You gonna bring her up here, or just keep Amanda her, Milius, keep everybody. everybody in suspense? Right there. All right, Amanda. Where's so, your, where's you, your cap? I'm the only one. She's got one. a cap. I got a hat. I heard we were wearing cap? hats today. I miss mine. Sorry, you didn't get that I'll memo. One. So let me. Uh, so, Amanda, you always bring. What's the latest in Hollywood? I mean, obviously. Uh, um, I, they threw me out when I joined the Trump administration. You, they, they take your card away. You're not allowed to go back to socialist Hollywood after you, um, after you do that. Uh, but, I mean, it's some really awful things are going on there, just pushing out more uh, material that's bad for our youth, bad for uh, the country in general. Um, I mean, one of the things I like to talk about a lot is the, you know, the mythology of a culture is what tells you if a culture is healthy or not. And you know, America used to have a great mythology. That was our film industry. You know, films were America's best export. We won the Cold War with that. Um, you know, in in a, in a sense, and I think now it's it's so obvious that it's it's just such a um, Hollywood hates America so much that that's the lessons that they're teaching everybody. But there are a few like you that are out there producing films. You're getting ready to work on a new film. There's a lot of others that are out there. Walk us through what some what some of your conservative friends are doing to combat. Uh, what's happening in Hollywood now? Because, I mean, you guys are the only ones. You're on, there's very few of you on the front lines trying to do this, trying to produce films and documentaries and that. Those. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, there's very few because obviously, you know, the money in Hollywood all goes towards uh, the leftist agenda. And so it's very difficult to make movies that represent our points of view. But in my situation, I was lucky enough, my father's name's John Milius. He was one of the only conservative filmmakers um, through the 70s and 80s, he did things that I'm sure you guys have all uh, heard of much more than you than me, <laughs> um, uh, like Red Dawn, Conan the Barbarian. He wrote Apocalypse Now, um, Hunt for Red October. I think she he said did. A we're old. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was raised with those values. You know, he was on the board of the NRA. So was my mom, by the way, who's actually the better shot. Um, which is which is fun in our family, <laughs> um, but so uh, you know I I was meant to work in Hollywood. I went to the same film school that he did. I went to the best film school in the world, USC Film School. It's amazing, <laughs> Trojans. Um, and then I just was so fed up. It was 2015. I was watching the election. 2016 comes around, and I just was like, I can't do this. I can't be in this environment where we're not allowed to talk about politics at all. So I joined the Trump administration. We all know. Um, how that, you know, that amazing experience that uh, that happened. And in that process, met Cash Patel, which, by the way, 
Cash and I alternate coming on these events, and you guys got stuck with me this time, so I wore the Cash shirt. So we at least have the Cash is represented. Um, but so obviously, who, by the way, is uh, being called up for the January sixth commission? They're trying to subpoena him now and make him testify, which is hilarious. They, you know, they just they can't stand Cash. No, right? the Cash because drives them crazy because he is fearless. I mean, and you're fearless. And look, this is the reason this is what I'm getting to, which is that I met people like Cash Patel. I was lucky enough to meet people who were fighting this uh, this this lie, which at the time was Russiagate, them trying to tell us this entire hoax, tell the whole country a lie for many years. And if it were not for brave men like Congressman Nunes and people like Lee Smith, who wrote the book and told the story of how you guys proved that this was not true, and, and stood up for an administration that was being attacked on all sides, um, we wouldn't know this. And so that that's that's real heroism. That's the kind of thing movies are made of. That's the kind of those are the kind of characters my dad liked to make movies about. So I saw that as an opportunity, jumped out of the administration and made this movie that you guys are gonna see today that I think you will really enjoy called The Plot Against the President, about this John Wayne character right here who uh, uncovered this whole... Um, I would have to get a hat if you're going to continue. I know, I was about to... So, Amanda, I, I want to just interject there because I was involved with the production of one movie, and... Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, yeah. It was a good one, though. Okay? It was a good one. Uh, the stand at Paxton County, by the way. Yes. And uh, the reason I bring that up, the only reason I bring that up, it was based on a true story. And my involvement was I helped write it, I was in it, and we helped get it distributed. And by the way, it was in the top 20 watch movies in, on Netflix May of 2020, because nobody else had anything to do. The reason <laughs> I'm going through this long whole story is because just my little involvement, I had a ton of people that are in Hollywood that think like you and I do. Yeah. And they reach out. conservative thoughts. And, and they yeah. say, we're, we're drowning here. We need some outlet to get our story or a balanced story told. And I just want everybody to know that not 100% of the people in Hollywood no, and that, that way. There is a movement that's, that's trying to fix it. That happens to me, too. I mean, every day I hear from someone that's like, I can't say this. I'll get fired. I can't speak my mind. But I'm really I love the movie. And I'm I'm also conservative. I mean, not I hate it's weird that I'm saying this. Not everyone in L.A. is crazy. I mean, most of them are, but not not everyone. There are people that are are dying. And also the, the audiences that are just like, I want to the, see those that aren't movie. crazy are homeless living on the street. <laughs> that's right. But I mean, I mean, what you saw with the film you were involved with, the one that we did, I mean, we were the number one performing documentary on Amazon for almost a year. And that's in a year of documentaries being watched. The mainstream media is not going to talk about it. Um, and that means that there's this entire audience out there that, that thinks like we do, that wants to see these stories. So it's and along with that, I've also learned that there's a plethora of independent theaters that want to latch onto something that people in their community can be a part of. Absolutely. And the streaming uh, issue can actually be good for us. I mean, people don't have to, there doesn't have to be yet another gatekeeper. You know, we can, we can break through to our audience. And that's what I think you're getting to. One of the great things that's happening with this, I mean, we privately financed the movie. I don't need to go to Hollywood and say, hey, can you approve of my idea? Are we allowed to make a documentary about how Devin Nunes saved America? I don't have to. Um, 
I don't have to ask them. I can just do it. It is, it. is so. saving America. It's a work in progress. Don't get him off the clock Right, yet. we can't get him off the clock. Right, exactly. I know, he's going to be so annoyed every time I come up here what I want to say. And now your next president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to keep getting me in trouble here. So... You're working on a new book or a new, uh, a new. A I don't new know how to barely read and write. I'm not doing a yeah, book. I'm doing sorry. the yes, okay. Documentary. <laughs> I think people will be interested because it's a major topic right now. Yes, and uh, it's something that um, affects everything. The movies that I want to always be be involved with are movies that about issues that mainstream media and Hollywood won't tell you, but that are hurting our country. And the number one big mothership that I want to do that we are preparing to make announcements about it's I can tell you it's very much so about China and it's about our relationship with China and about the United States the history of the selling off of our country to China what's happening now and what that means and what that looks like for our future um, when I moved to DC I mean one of the things that surprised me is when I when I was in Los Angeles you know, following my dad around at the end of his career, watching him uh, uh, try to get films made at the end of uh, his career, China had already purchased Hollywood. This is something that people don't know. This this happened 15 years ago. It's over. China owns Hollywood. And I saw that happen. And then I come to D.C. and I'm like, okay, well, this is where the government is. There's Republicans and Democrats. You know, we represent the people of the United States. No, China also bought D.C. So when I when I got there, I was quite surprised to see that um, I, I, I it's hard. You're hard pressed to find any part of American life that China does not uh, control in, in ways that people would be shocked to find out, including the NBA. Oh, I mean, yeah, almost every institution. I mean, all of our institutions. And, and because they understand how important entertainment is. Like, that's one thing that I'm always harping at conservatives about is, you know, entertainment is not just something that you think about after you get done running uh, political races. It is the thing that shapes and forms people's opinions. And, and, and as Andrew Breitbart said, which is what I really live by, um, DC is downstream from Hollywood. Culture changes first, which is why it's so important that we uh, keep being able to do things like this and, and, and tell the truth, because the media is not going to tell us the truth. Where's Fox News's up, uh, big uh, expose on how Russiagate was a hoax? Where's, where's anybody else talking about this? I mean, I found it so weird to be the only person actually going out there and saying, like, um, there, was, there was this massive lie just told to all of us, and it's provably false. Um, One so thing, Amanda, that has troubled me, and of course, I'm sixth generation United States farmer, rancher, so that's my passion, but everybody eats. And until May of 2020, the United States citizen spent 17% of its disposable income on entertainment and 8% on food. You already walked through all of the areas that China controls. Right now, this week on Thursday on my radio broadcast, I was talking about coming and being here with Congressman Nunes in Georgia. And I had six, six farmers from Georgia call me and say, China is buying farms, my neighbor's farms. Oh, they've done it. In yeah. Oklahoma, working with the uh, Secretary of Agriculture and Governor Stitt, we can track over $100 million worth of farms in Oklahoma that have been purchased by Chinese nationals, individuals, paying for that with cash, backpacks of cash, 
And our food supply, and by the way, one-third of the U.S. pork production system in the name of Smithfield Foods is already owned by China. And these are individuals within China, not the Communist Party itself. But our food supply is vulnerable because we have China buying it left and right. These are the stories that you need to tell, and I know you're right on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm very interested in the ag-China uh, issue. I mean, because I also come from California, like Congressman Nunes, and I mean, more so in your area, the Central Valley Um uh, you know, a friend of ours, Victor Davis Hansen, frequently talks about the destruction of these communities. And it's also because when there were family farmers, they cared about the health of their community in, in these small towns, in these rural areas. When these farms are purchased by these multinational organizations that don't live there, they don't mind importing the third world to work on these farms and then leave them there to destroy the public schools and to destroy the medical uh, uh, safety net and to have illegal immigration um, subsidize their their practices. And, and another uh, issue on this too, uh, Amanda, that that you know people aren't uh, Barry Loudermilk was talking about earlier that we didn't get into, but in the Democrats' budget bill that they're trying to pass this big spending blowout, they're actually moving all the money into their cult of green energy and climate change and global warming. And they're going to reward. We're going to have to buy all of that technology that they want to push us to. Right? They're making it harder to produce oil here. It's why the gas prices are, are going up to fuel your car. It's why home heating bills are going up because they're, can't, they're not building pipelines. But at the same time in this legislation, the windmills and the solar panels are going to come from China. I mean, our energy, they're forcing us to pay more for it and get it from China. And China has just completed its 12th new coal-fired power plant in the last six months while we shut ours down. And the real thing is, if you look at their culture, okay, this just came out recently. The most popular movie in the world a week or so ago, whenever it was the new James Bond movie dropped, usually it would be the movies of the West that, um, you know, obviously American movies. When they came out internationally, it would be the biggest movie. It wasn't the biggest movie in the world because the biggest movie in the world, numbers-wise, was a Chinese war movie that was celebrating a well-known victory that China had. I forget which war it was, whatever. But that's what we used to be. And there, that is more dangerous dangerous to me than to me as a cultural person who sees the writing on the wall of where goes culture, there goes the civilization. When we were all freaking about their, uh, you know, their space nuclear uh, warhead test, the fact that their war movie, that their propaganda is is leading, that to me is almost scarier or just as scary. And you know, these people, they're not, they're not, they don't have General Millies in China. They don't have people sitting there worrying about. You don't, you don't see their generals sitting there reading Chinese rage and like worrying about them, like 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 pretending. You don't think they're studying uh, the Chinese generals are studying critical race theory? Yeah, they're, they are laughing at us with the critical race theory thing. I mean, they're not putting out information talking about how awful their society is, um, building statues and all of this. I mean, that's that's not... I, I just want to make sure as we close that we don't scare everybody into saying, oh my goodness, we don't have a choice. We all have a ability to buy products from people that are local, from people that we know, and the answer is get more information about who you're buying from.
and to watch documentaries by a conservative filmmaker like Amanda Milius. Amanda, so Thank you. last thing on China. So when's it going to be out? What's your timeline? Oh, the next movie? Well, I can tell you I am not going to make it as fast as I made Plot Against the President because I almost died. That was insane. We made that in a, a under a year, which is not normal for movies. Uh, so uh, uh, we'll, we'll be making announcements soon, but we're going to be doing that. My, my company is trying to make all uh, a handful of movies. We want to be making not just movies that I direct, but there's a lot of conservative directors coming up. We want to be able to make movies that, you know, all different kinds, um, because we have the whole, we have the whole, um, the table is ours. Hollywood has abandoned completely our audience. So you see that stop sign. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That means we're going to watch Amanda's documentary, <laughs> yes, right? That's right. Um, and if you love it, share it on Facebook, Twitter, um, all the platforms that, that, that advertise for Facebook. I, I was just about to say, Devin Nunes is about to kick me off stage, but just share it on all of the alternative platforms of your choice. It's available. <laughs> you can, yeah, it's, it's available, available on Amazon for streaming, uh, Walmart and Target for DVD, and Apple, iTunes, and Rockfin, which accepts crypto and is not part of the big tech conglomerate. Awesome. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Amanda Milius, everybody.